Recent data indicate that in December of last year, household income expanded for the first time in three months. As indicated by writer Josh Mitchell, this had much to do with a new round of government aid efforts. Household income, which encompasses what families receive from wages, investment returns, and government assistance, grew 0.6% in December from the prior month, according to the U.S. Commerce Department. Income is expected to rise further during the current quarter as the government distributes federal stimulus checks of $600 to additional households. Because significant parts of the U.S. economy remain shut down, Americans are faced with unusually limited ways of spending their money. Even as income rose in December, consumer spending dipped 0.2% that month, marking the second consecutive monthly decline. Households cut spending on many goods, especially on big-ticket items like cars and household appliances. The combination of rising household income and diminished spending has left many Americans with historically high savings. That will enable many households to boost spending later this year, which is one of the many reasons that economists expect the second half of 2021 to be much better than the first. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Tesla specializes in producing electric vehicles. The popularity of its vehicles and the company's abundant ability to innovate have persuaded Wall Street investors and others that Tesla is worth more than General Motors, Toyota, Volkswagen, and Ford put together. But Tesla is part of a much larger movement. China represents the world's largest market for cars, and authorities there recently ordered that most new cars be powered by electricity in just 15 years. Closer to home, the CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra, recently indicated that her company will strive to sell only zero-emission cars and trucks by 2035. As indicated by writers Neil Boudet and Coral Davenport, GM has already committed to spending $27 billion to introduce 30 electric vehicle models by 2025. The company is constructing a plant in Ohio to manufacture batteries for those cars and trucks. These moves are in part a response to shifting regulations. During his first day in office, President Biden signed an executive order directing the Environmental Protection Agency to begin developing tougher new tailpipe pollution regulations. These regulations are designed to rein in America's largest source of planet-warming pollution. Five other manufacturers, BMW, Ford, Honda, Volkswagen, and Volvo had already legally bound themselves to tougher fuel economy standards in a deal with California. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. According to an economic analysis produced by economists from the University of Bonn and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, the policy of keeping interest rates low in an effort to bolster a weak economy may also be exacerbating wealth inequality between white and black households. As indicated by Bloomberg, the gains in stock prices that often accompany a low interest rate environment disproportionately benefit white Americans. According to the analysis, those financial gains far outweigh the employment and income gains that black or African-American citizens experience. According to The Economist, quote, Our analysis, therefore, does not bode well for the suggestion made by politicians and central bankers that a more accommodative monetary policy helps alleviate racial inequalities, close quote. The S&P 500 index, a commonly used metric by which to judge stock market gains, rose 16% last year, even amidst a pandemic. The notion is that those gains were fueled at least in part by monetary policy. Meanwhile, unemployment recently has continued to hover around 10% for black Americans, while Caucasian workers are associated with a rate that has declined to 6%. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.
If I told someone that business bankruptcies in Europe are plunging to levels not observed in decades, that person might respond by saying, how wonderful, especially given the negative economic impacts of the lingering pandemic. Bankruptcies declined 40% last year in Britain and France and were down about 25% on average throughout the European Union. As indicated by writer Liz Alderman, the lack of business bankruptcies in Europe has actually emerged as a major source of concern. France and other European nations are spending enormous sums to keep businesses afloat during the worst economic downturn since World War II. While that aid has forestalled surging unemployment, government support may be positioning Europe's economy for days of reckoning at some point in the future. Many firms are barely surviving, swamped by accumulated debt that they cannot pay off, but receiving just enough state assistance to stay alive. Such companies are often termed zombie companies. Given their fragile financial position, these businesses are unable to invest or innovate and could ultimately contribute to what the World Bank recently described as a potential lost decade of stagnant economic growth triggered by the pandemic. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Millions of Americans ended 2020 living at a different address from where they began the year, according to an analysis of U.S. Postal Service change of address request data conducted by the National Association of Realtors. By October of last year, nearly 9 million people had moved since the pandemic began in March. As indicated by CNN Business, data from companies Atlas Van Lines and U-Haul indicate that people who chose to move to a new state headed away from coastal population centers with New York and California losing the most resident last year. National Association of Realtors Research also indicates that many newly untethered remote workers left big cities for suburbs. Indeed, there are many reasons that people left large cities last year, including the ability to work remotely and the transition from renting to owning. Many people also appear to have left behind the high cost of living associated with places like Manhattan, San Francisco, and San Jose. This pattern is expected to persist into 2021, with more people deciding where to live based upon their own personal preferences rather than on a desire to minimize commute times. This could translate into long-term growth for suburbs and certain smaller cities. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.